0: Neves, time to take a touch, and a second, and then a little dig. Oh, he's a genius. That's incredible. Ruben Neves, he thinks therefore he plays, and he plays the game in a majestical fashion.
1: Thursday evening, stepping off the train, heading direct to Molyneux. I have to say, words cannot express what a true honor it was to see that artistry in person. What a way to arrive in Wolverhampton. It was dreamlike all the way around being there. And as Mikey Burroughs always delivers the soundtrack, this voice that you're hearing right now is perhaps one you've heard before here on Wolves Radio. I'm Lawrence Scott and usually join you from our North American studios. But now we've got something completely different to bring it home. The sounds you're hearing in the background are The Ring Road. It is Saturday afternoon here in Wolverhampton. And I have to say this. It's a dream to be here and share a series with you as the days unfold direct from Wolverhampton here on Wolves Radio as we take the show on the road. This is WV1 and today's edition, The Arrival, as we bring you stories shared direct from the club.
0: Another specialty from Ruben Neves, one of the best goals he's ever scored in a gold shirt, and that is saying something, Wolves run out winners by four goals today.
1: Yeah, arriving the night of a 4-0 Wolves win over Watford, of course, beyond thrilling. And as Wolves supporters from around the world make the journey to Wolverhampton to experience the best of Wolves, we're getting the chance here to share some of the stories with the people at the club, taking forward-thinking approaches and day-to-day operations to grow the club globally. Wolves Radio, just one of these ways to help share these stories of the club, but it was, you know, music that originally drew me to the club many years ago, as I'd learned this was Robert Plant's club, a huge music fan. I had that as the initial connection and now Wolves Records is yet another tie to this independent spirit that the club has that will make connections with folks around
2: the world. Look, I think that the the reason really Wolves Records came around was because we were looking to diversify the Wolves story a little bit further than, than just football. Um, music became, it felt like an obvious step for us, given the football and music are so closely associated. Um, and then, and then I suppose taking it onto the next level was recognizing that there was so much talent in the West Midlands and they were all just looking for a platform and, because of the you know the, the reach that we've got, whether that's through our social media or through Wolves T V and many other channels we've got, particularly the stadium itself. I mean look, we've got this incredible live venue here. It gave us this opportunity to to somewhat give back to local talent to, to provide them with a platform. So when we brought that we thought about actually, you know, there is a real opportunity also to, you know, to to, to create a new revenue stream for the football club they'd never had before. This all these sort of pieces of the jigsaw came together and, and Wolves Records obviously was born out of that.
1: That's Russell Jones, who we will hear from much more in just moments. And it's amazing here, really, the energy that you feel on the ground level. It's, it's about building greatness, and you can tell this. It's honoring the past while being very forward-thinking with a growth mindset. And you feel this around the club's headquarters, and you feel it all around the city. An example, just moments ago, I'd stepped into the now transformed Chubb Lock and Safe Building around the side on Friar Street. and. You know, I had the nicest conversation with the folks there that run the Lighthouse Cinema. It's all about bridging history with something modern. British Art Show Nine is on right now. There are exhibitions around town. This just one of the hosts, and I looked into this beautiful atrium they have there with the cinema, and I'll say, their energy, the energy you feel all around the University of Wolverhampton City campus, it's all in connection with the home of the Wolves at Molyneux. It's impressive. It's all connected and on a personal note i love it when sport and art can merge and deliver truly a meaningful experience for supporters and fans and that's really for me why this devotion for wolves is profound i mean the music the soul the determination the light you feel it it's beyond match days and a tour of molyneux is an absolute must if you haven't done it on a non-match day as it ends inside the stunning Wolves Museum on site, and that is where we had this conversation. The tours that are shared here around Molyneux are amazing. Neil Pennington is one of the folks who make this such a special experience. And Neil, when you think of why it's important to tell the stories and actually take people through this history, what is it that sings to you and why this is so key to sharing this love of wolves? Uh, difficult to put it into one sentence,
0: but uh, there's this huge heritage of this club that goes back, you know, all the way to 1877, and uh, it's it, it's always been at the Wolves like riding a roller coaster, and it's, at it, the moment, we're up there at the very top, enjoying the ride, but my God, have we sunk down to some lows, so, you know, I was... Talking to some colleagues earlier at the time when there were less than 2,500 here coming to watch games in an old, crumbling stadium. And to be here now in the Premier League with all its money and with all the stardom and with an international team of huge, great stars, but you have to keep looking back at that heritage as well and thinking, without those dark days, are there the glory days? And it's that mixture of gold and black, darkness and light, that makes it so special.
1: What struck me so much in following along with you and how you were sharing the stories goes directly to the benefactors and the folks that have helped make this such an experience for so many people. Their grandfather's grandfather enjoyed the club at one point and now because of the efforts of Sir Jack and now all of the efforts that are making this a global entity, that history, really is something to celebrate and it's so nicely done here in and around Molyneux. Well, that, that, that's,
0: that's good to say, you know, for, for a long time. I, I'm, I'm not from this part of England myself and there were times, there were times where I can't get into pubs in Wolverhampton because I haven't got the right accent. Uh, and my mate has to do all the talking when we go in to make sure we get in. But, you know, to see then, you know, fans not just from neighbouring counties, but from countries South Africa, there was a guy. There's a guy here today from South Africa who's, who's over. I've got friends in Australia who are Wolves fans, and then you know people in the United States, and we've got a big following in Scandinavia. And, and and you know this this small town, as it really is, it's now a city, but a small town in the Black Country in England can have this global effect, this global feeling, and and people caring about the club from such such a distance is, you know, really special to us who, who live here still, you know, uh, for whom it's uh, uh, our, our part in our backyard, if you like, yes. Yeah. All
1: right, now to Russell Jones, General Manager of Marketing and Commercial Growth with the club. He leads all kinds of initiatives with true passion and purpose.
2: You're right, Lawrence. I, um, I was that kid at seven years old standing on the, the South Bank. I think my My first game was actually my father picked me up from Cubs. Um, He knew the guy on the turnstile, so he managed to get in at half-time free of charge. Uh, and that was back in the day when the the, the the South Bank was the only stand that was actually actually open. Uh, and my hero at that time was Steve Ball and Andy Merchant and, and that era. So I quite often when I do give talks or presentations to whether it's to students or, or people around the world, I, I do flash up a little picture of me uh, in Tunisia, sort of on top of a camel wearing my wolf shirt. And, and obviously I tell those people that even back then at eight, nine years old, I was, I was spreading the word at Wolves. So I, I suppose you could argue in some respects, this is a bit of a dream job for me um, it is my opportunity to to help Wolves grow you know I obviously I have a of a passion for this football club um, as do my family my friends I was born in the city so I understand what the football club means to the city um, and and it, like I say I'm just very much proud to, to play my part uh, and I've been very fortunate to, I guess to, to have joined Wolves in a in a period over the last four years where there's been incredible growth. Obviously, there's incredible success on the field. I mean, last night we beat Watford 4-0 and I think just like every other Wolves fan I got to see, Ruben Neves at his absolute majestic best. You know, and sometimes even I pinch myself that I'm watching Juan Martino, Raul Jimenez. Uh, and, and from that, my passion is to is to take these, uh, these opportunities globally. Uh, and we've had a lot of success in in Mexico, in South Korea, in the U.S. Um, and I guess the next stage of that sort of fan growth is then looking to increase our commercial revenue so that we can start to compete on the field. That's that, that's really our model here. And, you know, like I say, I'm a very, very proud to be able to play a part in that. You
1: know, as a rabid Wolves supporter in the United States who has you know, been involved in a variety of things in sports media and with teams. I, I kind of look at this as being so refreshing in that watching that match last night against Watford was truly about sport. It, it's very apparent here that there's this love of community. And it almost reminded me a lot of like Fenway Park or Wrigley Field, the concourse and and being in a place that has a lot of history and honors that history. But has modernized the stands to be very comfortable, very welcoming, and then taking that tour today to see the way that it really are four distinct stands with their own unique architecture and their unique style. It gives me a lot of pride just thinking about how much soul there is here and maintaining that soul and keeping things modern, I think, is the interesting approach. And We'll talk about esports in a second, but you know, one of the first things I recognized when I started seeing, like, Wolves Records, and also ideas about fashion, and taking you know this partnership with Castore to make it something that's really special, have a, a line of things that are very unique, keeping soul and making things modern is kind of an interesting balance. What what do you find that to be?
2: I think you're right. Look, I, I, certainly when folks have come in, they're 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 a very very driven group. And so certainly what what, when I came here four years ago, there was a desire to to change a lot of perhaps the the, the culture around the place, to to change this acceptance culture a little bit and to very much try and move people on this journey to be a driven company that is, is brave at its at its core and progressive at its core. Now Therefore, But we also have to have culture balance, right? So you have to have this idea of almost not too driven, that you forget to be who you are. And so one of our other values is, is humble. Uh, and I guess for me, I'm probably one of those because I understand the tradition. I understand the history. I understand the community and the importance of, of Wolves as a, as a pillar. I often talk to people about the fact that the football club has one purpose, and that's to make its fans and its city proud. That's literally it, and that's very much our starting point. But the diversification into other areas actually allows us to be a bit braver in terms of new fan bases, new revenue opportunities, you know, new sponsor opportunities, reaching new fans that perhaps wouldn't have an interest in the traditional sort of product, which is you know, which is football. And so, you know, again, for for me, for, for, for certainly the guys in the commercial team, it's exciting to be able to just push those boundaries. You would have seen last night. The light shows, that the fireworks, something Wolves and Molineux has become quite known for in, in in recent years, and and I love that. I love that about the club that we're prepared to be different and progressive and brave. I know there's other clubs mm-hmm. that, that can't do that now. Whether that's because the history is so ingrained that, or they're just not brave enough to make changes because they're a little bit worried about what their fans are going to say. You know, would mm-hmm. Liverpool ever question the idea of holding scarves up and singing "You'll Never Walk Alone"? And that's incredible, by the way, but they probably wouldn't. Whereas actually at Wolves, we've got this sort of brave entrepreneurial spirit where we're going to try new things. They're not all going to work, by the way. And our fans, as you know, are very quick to tell us things that were fantastic and things that weren't so good. And we're always listening to that to that feedback. But at the, at the core of this, it's about moving Wolves forward. It's about developing a product that is, is fantastic on the pitch, but is also great off it uh, and very much being brave and, and daring to be different.
1: And this is busy work i mean we're in the office here with russell jones the general manager of marketing and commercial growth for wolves and you hear you know emails going off but this is like serious work to make sure that this is done professionally and right and you kind of think too about what the pandemic was and people making plans to come visit i would encourage anyone who is listening really anywhere in the world but if you're in north america and you've heard some of our wolves radio programming that we've had You can see this on television, you can watch it on Peacock and the NBC networks and this sort of thing what the Premier League has to offer and there have been a lot of Wolves matches and a lot of them on the uh, Spanish language networks as well it is very impressive how much television we've seen growing past when it was just NBC sports gold packages that you could subscribe to but when you think too about the experience of being here I really do hope that folks who've been watching this on television can come share in this because truly the volume from the South Bank is impressive. There's a pulse to it. You can't really get that on television. The visuals coming up to the venue are just like, you turn this corner from where the university is and you're just like, wow. And then there's this street festival outside and there's all of this real consideration to make it an event and make it fun. And it all felt very family friendly and very, on point, and I was like thrilled to see it, but then I realized there's a whole crew of folks here that are coordinating all of this to make this something special. When you think of what the day-to-day is, what drives you to keep innovating and keep making sure that, yeah, we hit the day-to-day operational marks, but things are also thinking in a very forward-thinking way. What, what drives you?
2: Uh, when I first got here four years ago, um, was really interesting. It was a place which had gone up and down again. I can I can obviously understand that from a from a, a fan perspective. But what really caught my imagination was the entrepreneurial spirit that came from Fosen. They were the really drivers here in terms of wanting to do things differently. Uh, I remember very early doors having a conversation with the chairman around a, a celebration type event for uh, getting promoted, and and him telling me in no uncertain terms that. Why would we wanna? Why do we wanna celebrate that? If we celebrate it, then employees think we're done, and they take a step back. At the time, I was I was a little bit surprised by that, but I suppose having worked with him now over the last couple of years, I can really understand that his point on it. And actually, it was never about standing still; it was always about moving forward. And at the, the similar kind of time, we did a, we did a, a bit of a an exercise around culture here, so we re we looked at our values with progressive very much in the middle of them. But we, and we also changed culture around going from perhaps a, quite an acceptance culture to a very driven culture. But always with the philosophy of almost not so driven that we forget to bring people with us. So humility was still a really important part of our values. We understand the city. We, our foundation and community is at the heart of, of everything that we do. And then I think in terms of, of staff, we've gone through a bit of a journey. Um, when, we, when we pitch ourselves commercially, we talk about ourselves as the ultimate challenger club. And and as well as that, meaning that we challenge you in terms of daring to be different, not just in football, but moving into fields like music and and esports and fashion and so on. It's also a mentality that we have around the football club where we are prepared to challenge each other. Um, we, We talk about what does great look like. That's a bit of a saying that you'll hear quite a lot as you walk around the football club. And that, and that saying allows people to challenge each other because perhaps if you've produced a piece of work and I might say to someone is that, do you think that's what great looks like? And straight away they're having to sort of work out, well, maybe actually I could have improved here and I could have improved there. And again, we're not afraid to, afraid to challenge each other across department, which may again be slightly different from perhaps other clubs where you know, they act very independently as, as their own little units. Took a lot about one pack here, so everybody working really closely together for, for one goal. You know, and then and then finally, you know, how does that relate to, to fans? Well, we're brave. Our culture is all about doing things that are different and brave. And, and match day, you know, fans will have seen that we will be doing light shows and live DJs and and, and everything else where we're trying to create a real experience. And, and I suppose we're lucky that maybe we don't have some of the constraints of, of other football clubs. So uh, you know, I remember very recently talking to the the one of the, the vice president of strategy at Liverpool around, you know, what wolves were doing and and, and and she said they often sit around the boardroom at Liverpool going, Oh, Wolves are doing this and wolves are doing that and and actually they're they're quite scared of, of doing things that are different because their reaction their fans will have. Whereas I, I hope we've gone on this journey with our fan base where Yes, Okay. we've not got everything right, far from it, but that doesn't stop us. That doesn't stop that progressive driven way that we want to approach things. And look, our fans will tell us if we've not quite got that bit right, fine, and we'll move on and we'll do something different. But at heart is that progressive nature of, of everybody within this business. And that really, I think, has been key to our success over the last four years.
1: So, in speaking of that challenger mentality, you know, one of the things that is very modern is this approach to embrace esports. The university is making a real commitment to this, and. On the tour today, it was brought up and, you know, one of the folks was like, I just don't understand esports. And I said, well, hang on for just a second. It's competition with people that may not necessarily want to play a sport that's a physical sport, but they also want to compete. And this whole industry has evolved into something completely different. And esports is competitive in the way that other sports are competitive. And it's great to see the university kind of understanding this and putting a backing to it and also wolves taking this very seriously and doing some very forward thinking things with this
2: yeah so so just like football there's a recreational side to it which as you said gaming playing with your brothers your sisters uh, and there's also then a professional element to it which is which is esports it's those people that have just like professional footballers are incredibly talented I think Wolves have, have looked at this as a, as a massive opportunity. The market itself is, is enormous. As well as, you know, as I say, as well as a gaming platform, it's certainly a communication platform. So I get to see this through the eyes of, you know, my son. He's a sort of a 12-year-old gamer. He's not going to be a professional gamer, but actually he uses it to communicate with his friends. So he'll be on playing Fortnite alongside another 4 billion people playing Fortnite every single day. Uh, and... And actually, it gives in in the example of wolves, we had the opportunity to actually have a part of that game by having a skin in that game. And you know, he's he was more excited to see a wolf skin in Fortnite than he was when we signed. You know, kind of Ruben Neves. This is this is through the eyes and through the lens of a of a twelve year old boy. Mm-hmm. I think then when you take it into the professional side, we're starting to see that that there is a huge engagement. Uh, in terms of people that are watching streams, people that are uh, not just watching professional players, but also watching content creators who are creating content around professionals, around kind of tutorials. And and then you look at it by geography. So certainly from Wolves' perspective, we've not just invested locally. We've actually looked at who the most talented gamers are, both in Europe and internationally and, and China is probably the best example of that where esports is absolutely enormous you know we have five professional teams in China they um, they are competing predominantly in mobile games again which is quite different to here which we're still largely around console and PC um, but they have uh, nearly 10 million social followers so one of the guys fly I mean he has more social followers than Raul Jimenez so again you're starting to sort of understand the huge numbers here and in China, we'd certainly be more famous as an esports team than we would as a as a, as a professional football or in you know, a soccer team, as it would be called in the US. So, it's it's an industry where again we can tell a fairly unique story to potential sponsors, particularly if they're looking to they're not interested in in football, and we do get that sometimes, even as a football club, where we start to talk to sponsors and they tell us, mm, "Actually, football's not for us," but gaming, trying to target this, you know, group of. Uh, of, of young people is an interesting area for them, and through our work in China, through our U- work in Europe and the US, we can introduce them to a, to a very very new audience. And we've you know we we're, we're still learning. You know we've we've moved into FIFA, we you almost you'd expect us to as a football club, then into Rocket League, which is probably the next step in terms of a uh, two cars playing football, and then moving from there into sim racing, and then obviously over in China we're doing Call of Duty, Identity Five. Honor of Kings which is very similar to League of Legends and you know very recently we also announced a partnership with Evil Geniuses who are competing in League of Legends and Dota 2 but also helping us develop our esports project here by understanding how do you create a winning team and these professional players are no really different to professional footballers they also need kind of guidance in terms of Nutritional advice and psychological advice and training and and so again in terms of creating a winning team, we we, we've got we're we've we've learned a lot on football that can you know be passed very easily over to esports. So again, like I say, we're learning in it, but certainly over in China, we're making really big strides.
1: I will tell you, and you know, this is something that we've seen in the U.S. with the NBA Two K League, where. As a side note, there's another very cool aspect to this latest edition of NBA 2K where fans can go into a variety of uh, apparel uh, stores and opportunities. But like the only football club in the world that has this integration is Wolves. But thinking of like what you're saying, I have a friend that's one of the coaches for one of the NBA 2K League teams and it's serious business. He's really working with the team and helping them train. And just one more thing here to fully break the fourth wall, all of these innovative and thoughtful approaches to sharing the messages of the team and sharing the ethos of the team. Max Fitzgerald's team in media, you know, excel in helping share these stories. The synergies are all amazing, but it is this willingness to do something different that even brings me here today to be able to have this opportunity to talk to you and then go further throughout the week with... All the folks at the club who do a part in helping share this. Thank you for having me here to do this on location version of Wolves Radio as we bring WV1 to life here. And can't wait to share more and share it with audiences around the world. Thank you again.
2: No, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you, Lawrence. It really is. Thanks for coming over.
1: All right, that's all for this edition. More to follow here in Wolverhampton. Please. Do something kind for someone today. And thank you so much for joining us here on Wolves Radio.